What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Today, we'll be talking about an update with yet another player going into health and safety protocol. Talking a little bit about Kobe White, how the Bulls were denied a disabled player exception for Patrick Williams and what that could mean. We'll also be previewing the game tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. Doing all that and more right after this. All right, Bulls fans. So I'm going to start with the disabled player exception and the fact that the Bulls were denied that for Patrick Williams and what that could mean. So what the Bulls were applying for is an exception that would have allowed them a little bit more spending power uh, to bring somebody into this roster that was denied. And the reason why that was denied is that it's more than likely it's more likely than not, I should say, that Patrick Williams will be able to come back before the end of the season. Now, that that very well is, is positive news. I think there's a lot of positivity to take out of that the fact that Patrick Williams will get back. It's going to be important uh, for Patrick Williams. Mm, I mean, I say important, but it's going to be big for Patrick Williams to be able to come back before the end of the season and get some type of playoff experience, whether that means that he's ready to be thrust back into the starting lineup or if that means he's just given some minutes in the first series or however else things go to see how he plays out. I personally, um, you know, I've, I've been saying before, don't be surprised if Patrick Williams is back by the end of March. And that's something that I hope happens because I hope he does come back. He can get a little bit of time in before the playoff starts and then he can get some some considerable playoff minutes. Now, we'll see if that ends up being what happens with Patrick Williams. Uh, overall, I think it's it's going to be important for him to try to get him back in rhythm um, as early as possible. If you can avoid waiting into the offseason of, ne uh, of next season to do that. Whether he comes back and plays a big role or heavy minutes, that all remains to be seen. But let me know what you guys think down below about, you know, now that this has come out, Patrick Williams' chances of coming back before the end of the season. How much, how important do you think it's going to be for Patrick Williams' development to be able to come back and contribute to a playoff run, contribute to a uh, playoff series and things of that sort? Let me know all that down below. Next thing I want to go to is something that has been a topic of discussion for Bulls fans for quite a while, and that is Kobe White, his trade value. Um, after seeing his start uh, that first half against against Trey Young, and he started the last game as well. Many Bulls player, many Bulls fans are now definitely in the bandwagon of trading Kobe White. They have been already. On the flip side of that, the uh, the fans and the people who want to see Kobe White stay on this team, him being able to turn around in the second half, the Bulls making adjustments um, to to get him off Trey Young, especially in foul trouble, to get him also off the ball in offense in that game. Um, to them is saying, hey, no, this is why we need Kobe White on this team, especially coming off the bench. Now, at this point, people who are on one side of the fence or the other as far as trading Kobe White, probably going to stay there until it happens. Um, again, my my position on, on the trading of Kobe White has been known. I think that, you know, people focus on Kobe White being what needs to be traded to bring in the uh, for the Bulls to bring in a power forward. That sentiment I disagree with. Can Kobe be traded? Yeah. Do I want to see Kobe to be traded? No, because I, I like what Kobe can do for us off the bench when he gets going. And I think that's an important part to a playoff run is having a player that can get hot like that. But, you know, to come off the rather trading or not um, tonight, going into the game against the Hawks, you know, more people are vocal now about Io being able or should be getting the nod at the start. I am honestly in the camp of Io starting and I would have before I've been boisterous on my live streams and stuff that I would have never started Kobe against against Trey Young. Now, again, the Bulls showed that they were able to, in that second half to make adjustments to where it was effective to have Kobe out there, even playing with foul trouble. So I understand that. That's why I'm not an NBA coach. Uh, but I think Io at this point has shown that, yes, he is a rookie. Yes, historically, you don't want to throw rookies out there against scores like Trey Young, but I think he gives you the best bet. Now, yes, the Bulls could go back to having Javante Green 
um, guarding Trey Young a lot and, and doing that. But I just really want to see Io get started. He's gotten what one other start in his career due to like COVID protocols and things like that so far. I would really like to see the Bulls start Io Desumu uh, because of what he brings defensively, because of what he's making uh, playmaking wise so far. And that floater that he has, that floater is beautiful and could be dangerous. It's going to be one of those floaters that's going to be really hard to guard against because of where he lets that floater off at. Most people do a floater about a step or two in from where Io does it, but it's a beautiful floater and it seems to be going down. And that's a weapon that was in his arsenal in college. So as as it stands right now for me, I would like to see Io um, start, get the start tonight against Trey Young. That's just my personal opinion. Let me know down below where you guys think who you think should get the nod as starter. Again, this is not about should Kobe be traded or not. This is purely about who should, who would you like to see get the start against the Hawks tonight. I doubt Chris Fleming is going to make an adjustment, just being honest and trying to, you know, evaluate it openly. Um, but, you know, that's just that's just my opinion on it. That's what this channel is for, for me to share my opinion. <laughs> uh, moving on from that, uh, Derek Jones Jr. has been moved to probable uh, for tonight's game. Now that, it, it, you know, very much with the NBA, if somebody's probable, they may not announce that he's going to be playing until an hour or two before the game. Um, but, you know, Derrick Jones Jr. was really coming on. I like the pick and roll with Derrick Jones Jr. I like his activity on defense and shot blocking. I like that he's been gaining more uh, confidence, it seems like, in this in this offense um, uh, and scoring-wise before he went down. So Derrick Jones Jr. coming back to this team, I don't think can do anything else but bode well for the team. You want to get back. You want to have more versatility off the bench. I know Matt Thomas has been doing a good job for us and stuff like that. But to see Derrick Jones Jr. come back, especially I want to see what Derrick Jones Jr. can come back and play with Tyler Cook. Um, and I know a lot of Bulls fans also don't share my sentiments on how high I am on Tyler Cook, and that's fine. But I really just want to see Derrick Jones Jr. come back and not have to play that backup center role that he was playing in spot minutes and stuff and really get to focus on being the four. Um, but, yeah, you know, he's getting closer to a return. He's probable for this game. Hopefully that means by the next game he's ready to go. If he's not ready to go tonight, um, we also know that, you know, Stacey King is back tonight. Let's, let's also let's let's take some time out to celebrate the fact that the great Stacey King will be back um, on the sideline tonight. Like I can't say for anyone who's like been a, a, a big time Bulls fan who's watched during uh, the rebuild during the down season. Stacey King is ma it makes broadcast so much more enjoyable. And it's definitely, definitely exciting to have Stacey King back. I wanted to mention that as well as we're talking about people coming back to this Bulls franchise. Stacey King does that. Definitely deserves a mention as well, if I can get my words together. So I had said at the top, we had another player into, enter into uh, NBA health and safety. Ersan, you know, the Bulls have not been playing him, surprisingly. I really did think with Tony Bradley being out that they were going to play Ersan a little bit more. They haven't. They've been going to Tyler Cook. They've been very comfortable going to Tyler Cook to get those backup center mo center minutes. So with I, I mean, with Ersan going into the health and safety, you know, it, they haven't played him at all. So it's not going to be like we're missing a rotation player or anything. Hats off. Well, prayers out to him. I hope he stays healthy during this. I hope he doesn't have any symptoms and I hope he can come back. But we'll see. At the end of the day, now with Ersan being on a 10-day contract, we may not see Ersan suit up and actually play a minute of Bulls basketball since he signed here. And, you know, it's a 10-day contract player. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, going into the game against the Hawks tonight. What, what, it's, it's, this is another game that's hard to preview because they have so many, like, Gorgie Dang is out now. Uh, Bromanovich is out now. Um, so, like, they're so depleted. They're going to try to play a very similar style, like shoot a lot of threes, as we see. They're going to try to shoot a lot of threes against us. Hopefully Cam Reddish doesn't get as hot as he has. That game looks completely different if Cam Reddish doesn't have his career high against us. 
And then hopefully now the Bulls know enough and have and learned enough from that last game to guard Trey Young differently. Now, Trey Young did not shoot effectively over the course of the game. I think he had to get like 23 shots for 26 or 29 points, something like that. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but, you know, they forced him to take a lot of shots to not score very effectively. And that's what you want to do for Trey Young. And if you can avoid a player like Cam Reddish getting extremely hot against us to really change the outlook of that game, that game becomes a lot easier. As well as now they're losing something, some of their length with Dang being with Dang being out and not being able to play play tonight. Again, uh, uh, Bomanovic had a big game against us as well with 20 points. He's out this game as well now. So if the Bulls can really come in and play that brand of defense that they played in the fourth quarter, keep Cam Reddish from having a big game, keep Trey Young from having a big game against us as well, this game really, not to say that it becomes easy, but it becomes a lot different of an outlook of a game than what we had last game. The Bulls were out-rebounded in that first half by eight rebounds, ended up that game only getting out-rebounded by one rebound when it was all said and done. But, you know, with the Bulls having their full complement of players that they had last game, so far, right, especially now that we hear that their players had uh, some of their players had, had COVID and went into the protocol. Let's hope that we don't get any announcements today of anybody else going in to, into health and safety. But with that being said, you know, considering that they're going to be missing players that had pretty big games against us, Dang was five for seven, two for three from three pointers. He had five rebounds, three assists, one block and 12 points off the bench for the Hawks that missing that out. He was the biggest bench player. Um, as far as scoring wise and contribution wise for the Hawks in the last game against them, you eliminate that, that changes some things. You eliminate uh Bodon, that that changes some things. So we'll really see how the outlook of this game goes. It's always difficult to really do a preview for games where uh a team is missing so many players. Um look out for, you know, Collins is still out. He's gonna be out. So with those things being that the Bulls should be able to come in, uh, as long as they 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 don't get down on themselves, they don't make any mistakes, they they uh, don't turn the ball over um, at all. They were very good. Seven turnovers last last game overall to the 10 turnovers that the Hawks had. As long as they keep those type of things um, under control, then this is going to be a game that the Bulls win, period. Um, and that's not a, a slight on the Hawks because the Hawks are so depleted, right? If the, the Hawks were at full strength, my preview and my, my review of this game would be completely different. But with that being said, and considering the Bulls are not missing any major rotation players outside of who we already know we're going to be missing with with uh Caruso Lonzo um and Derrick Jones Jr. possibly but since we're going to have a whole rotation that we had last game against the Hawks the Bulls should be able to play very well look out for big games um from our from our big three as well um and depending on who starts between Ion Kobe it's more than likely going to be Kobe um the outlook of this game just is really favorable for the Bulls but let me know what you guys think about that down below do you think I'm underestimating the Hawks at all, I know some Hawks fans may come in here and say that I am. Again, not a slight to the Hawks because they're so depleted and whatnot. Um, Bulls, hopefully get their fifth win in the row tonight. Um, let's keep this train going. Let me know also down below, how long do you think this this streak, this winning streak can go for the Bulls? That's going to be very important. Like, that's that's the, the, the question we can leave off on. How long do you think this streak can go against, uh, the, this winning streak can go for the Bulls? We have the Pacers coming in town on Friday. Um, there will be a live stream again after the game on that one. You guys know I like my live streams. Uh, so we'll be live streaming tonight after the game. Also, the Bulls are are in the midst of a big week, right? We, we said it coming into this week. The Bulls had five games coming into this week. They're, they, they've won two out of their two games so far. They can win three. Uh, they can win number three tonight and their fifth overall. That'll be guaranteeing a winning week for the Bulls already. But then games at home against against Indiana. At home against the, the Wizards on Saturday. I'm really interested to see how that Wizards games go, by the way, as well. 
Really, really interested to see how that game goes. So that's going to be one of my favorite live streams uh, today, but I mean, this year so far. But uh, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm belaboring the point at this point. Thank you guys so much for following, liking, subscribing, all that good stuff. I appreciate your, your guys' support so much. We've gained like another 100 subscribers in like the last 24 hours, which is crazy to me. Uh, but I definitely appreciate you guys for that. Make sure you're following us on every social media platform at Bull Central Pod. I'm getting... I'm getting more consistent at posting there, so be on the lookout for that. Um, also, you can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. I know I had a couple of voicemails and one text that I did not play on this episode, but, but that's because I had so much to get into. Uh, tomorrow, I'll open the mailbag. We'll get into those texts. We'll get into those emails, so make sure you get in anything that you want to hear me talk about on the show. Again, that's bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Also, you can leave a text or a voicemail at 773-270-2799. Like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Media. Media.